Hey there, friends. Guess what? You're here at the Rose Hour Podcast, and we have two dope guests. First up, she's a shoe creator, and she's super awesome, Samantha with Alley Shoes. And then the most amazing Atlanta, Georgia peach, the fabulous Lauren of Curvy Betty Wines. Pew, pew, pew. Everybody drink rose. Rose. So we sip rose. We're going to sip rose. Rose. Sip rose. Baby girl, she don't play. Don't play. So we sip rose. We're going to sip rose. That rose owl, baby. Sip rose. Hey there, friends. It's Renee here at the Rose Hour Podcast. And. And what? And we're here with Bartender Ben. Hey. Yes. That's awesome. Love the chimes. <laughs> time. I'm really excited about this episode. Man, who? We have some great, great guests. Who are we talking to? We are first talking to Samantha of Ally Shoes. She has her own shoe company. Oh, man. And she works with uh, a doctor who uh, tries to ensure that the shoes that they produce are, you know, helping women as they're walking and standing. So it's really, really cool that, that you know, she is a woman... Small business owner where she can uh, make a good change in the world. So really, really cool about that. And then we also have the amazing, the fabulous uh, Lauren from Curvy Betty Wines on the show today. Uh-oh. So what is she talking about? What does she do? Well, like her story is really cool. You know, she started off. Uh, actually in a totally different field and kind of like moved to Atlanta, um, you know, was going to school uh, and like started being in the wine industry. She's like super, super smart. Um, I, I just think like what she's doing, especially being uh, a woman of color, you know, in Atlanta, creating her own wine company is like so awesome. I concur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's amazing. And, you know, like they said, it's an uptick in black female entrepreneurship. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, we're seeing, of course, not because of COVID, um, the lack of resources many are coming, you know, like are, are, are not able to come to. So, like, they're doing their own fundraising. They're doing their own thing uh, to sort of make do to, to start their business. So it's pretty cool. Strap is real. Yeah. Bootstrapping is real. But I mean, why do you think there's an uptick in especially the black female entrepreneur? Well, I, I mean, do you want the real or do you want me to do like a, oh, you know. G- give me both of them. Well, the reality is a lot of women, uh, especially that are black, are high educated, right? Like we're graduating by larger numbers, right? Um, with that, our pool of mates, uh, if you will, are diminishing. And then also, too, we're in career fields that are not necessarily uh, those that appreciate us, right? We're the most loyal people on the planet, black women, that is. And yeah, we're the most underappreciated. I mean, 
Malcolm X said it, right? He said it best. The most unappreciated person on the planet is a woman. So for women, right, many are trying to figure out other avenues uh, to create their own businesses because they're not appreciated, not only uh, in their work life, but in their personal life. And so I think we're seeing an uptick because, you know, many are like, I'm sick of like trying to play behind somebody else who doesn't even care about what I got going on. So let me create my own thing. Let me be the leader that I am. Because at the end of the day, you know, we, we, we're just trying to be good people too. I love it. I love saying it. You know, and and with the work we do with Startup Llama, the numbers, that statistic. Well, what is Startup Llama? Well, Startup Llama is where I help businesses start. Also, what we're working on right now is to create an AI-driven platform where people can come to and develop their businesses and maintain it and look at dashboards to give them information that can be easily digestible and understandable and, and, and understand how to run your business. So that's what we're working on right now. But a lot of the clients I see right now to get started are black female entrepreneurs. So I'm really seeing a correlation between the, the amount of black female entrepreneurs I speak to against that statistic that there is a, a, a very high spike in female black entrepreneurs. Yeah. So it's I cool mean, to see that. Rightfully you know? so. I mean, I think it's about time. You know, Madam C.J. Walker taught us best. And I think uh, many of us now are like, hey, like, I'm not going to get all these other things. I'm not going to ever feel appreciated at work. So I got to do it on my own. Got to create your own lane. Yeah. Then I, I appreciate it. And so like, Curvy Betty, um, sorry, my microphone is dropping as I'm talking. So if it sounds off, sorry, guys. But uh, Curvy Betty, she is super awesome. She has several different types of wines. And we actually sampled one of her red wines, which is super fetch. Uh, It's her Cabernet Sauvignon uh, red wine. It's 15% alcohol. It is really delicious. And I mean, when you see the photo of this, you're going to be like, oh, I have to order one. Like, she does a good job with her wines. Her red wine is amazing, and it's 15%. You just kind of skipped over that real quick. My favorite part, skip right over. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I'm sure the people caught it and, and knew that you would bring it up, and they would be like, there's Bartender Ben keeping us on track with. What's really important. Which is the business owner, but I get it. <laughs> it's the alcohol content. We all have our things. We all have our things. Well, I don't want to belabor the moment because I'm excited about these two interviews. And especially, you know, they're both women entrepreneurs, uh, women of color. Some, uh, Samantha is Asian and she is super awesome. And to, you know, get in the fashion industry and your own shoe. Like, I'm really excited to, 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 to talk with her. Like, this interview was pretty cool. I mean, there's like a possibility of having like a shoe collection. It's like ways that we can connect, do things that's cool. Yeah. You well, know? I'm excited about it. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm really I'm really ready to hear this, these interviews. All Excuse right. me. Man. Yeah. Well, it happens. You know, it's cold season. Welcome to September, guys. I'm not there yet. Yeah. I just had a little little thing in my throat real quick. I got rid of it. I'm back on. Well, since you're back on, let's get into the first interview. Let's do it.
there, friends. It's Renee here at the Rose Hour Podcast. And today, you're in for an amazing treat because she's in New York. She is like sex in the city for your feet, creating amazing shoes and heels. She's amazing, smart, intellectual, even has her own patent. She's such a queen. The amazing Samantha of Ally Shoes. Yay! <laughs> thank you, Renee, for that. I don't know how to follow that. that was, thank you so much for the kind words. I'm so happy to be here. Well, not a problem. We're so happy to have you. And you're our first designer on the show. How cool is that? So I I have to say I'm sort of an amateur designer. Uh, I, I am sort of more on the business side. Uh, I do have an amazing design team and our designer, Sarah, who actually, you know, was uh, trained in Italy and is a real accomplished designer. I do put give her some inputs uh, and I'm very involved in the product development process, but just want to put it out there. Sarah is amazing. <laughs> well, thank you, Sarah, for all you do. But without you as the lead, there would be no ally shoes. So there we go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so how did you get into the shoe business? Yeah, so I um, I didn't come from the fashion industry, didn't have a prior experience in footwear, actually. Uh, I started my career in management consulting and so was always on the business side, uh, did do a lot of projects uh, for e-commerce brands and retailers. So always had this passion for fashion. Um, But this, this idea, everything, you know, aligned actually after an accident. So I was uh, in California at the time, uh, ready to go to business school and actually went on this big hiking trip with uh, a few classmates. Um, And that was one of the the checklists uh, on my, you know, on my back, uh, on my bucket list was to hike Mount Kilimanjaro. Oh my God, Uh, you did that? I did. It was, it was a really great experience. Um, and really bonded with the group. Um, But on the way down, uh, actually fell a couple of times and uh, injured both of my big toes. So after that, you know, I'm glad I still made it first and then uh, injured my toes on the way down. Uh, But afterwards, it took me about a year to get back into closed toe shoes. Um, And so it was... uh, it was kind of a serious injury with, with both of tendons in my big toes. Um, and after that, I also realized I couldn't wear heels anymore. <gasps> and like you, Renee, I'm a shoe person. Oh uh, you know, Sex and the City is my favorite show. <laughs> so not being able to wear heels uh, without pain. Uh, and we all know that you know, a lot of us share stories of... Um, you know, really bad heel pain after uh, an evening or after mm-hmm. a wedding or working all day. But that was that injury was something else. I, I really couldn't wear any heels anymore uh, for even five minutes. And that really kind of, you know, just got me thinking, why do they have to hurt in the first place? Yeah. Um, you know, why are we always told that fashion equals pain, you just have to deal with it or you have to choose one or the other. It just didn't seem to make sense to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's 
when I started looking into it, it really from uh, a literal painful experience. Oh, but you made it something amazing. And you're right. Beauty does not have to be painful. I don't know who made that rule uh, because it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to think that heels have been around for so long and no one has really found a solution for for women is it just seemed ridiculous uh and the more I kind of started talking to people around me I got so many kind of same reactions mm-hmm. of yeah that's right like why haven't anyone solved that issue maybe it's time that we figure out if there's a better way uh and I firmly believe for any issues in life, there's always a better way. So that's when I started uh, looking into it. I took a shoemaking class in Williamsburg. Uh, you know, actually flew over from uh, the Bay Area to New York for a long weekend. Um, and then started you know, doing experiments on, on my classmates at the time. And when I graduated, I uh, decided I want to really give it a go and uh, moved back to New York to find a real team of experts to help me solve this problem. Wow, that's crazy. And like, what would you say would be sort of like the pluses for your shoe? Like what benefits mm-hmm. does your shoe have? Yep. So uh, to answer that question, I I have to talk a little bit about our team. Uh, So at the time, because I didn't come from industry, I thought, you know, perhaps I should look for um, kind of best practices from different disciplinaries. And when it comes to shoes, maybe I should seek some medical expertise. So I found uh, Dr. Clark, uh, who's actually a practicing pediatric surgeon uh, in New York. She has a practice in, in Midtown and she treats a lot of professional women. Um, and also our product advisor, uh, Jeff, was the former innovation director for Nike and Kohan. Oh, so nice. he he was the, uh, the, the main brain behind the Nike Kohan collaboration. Uh, and he has a lot of ideas uh, on in terms of how to bring best, pra- best practices from sneaker making to a dress shoe. Oh, um, wow. And, uh, you know, similarly, our designer, Sarah, has uh, worked with Jeff before. She kind of designs shoes both for like the Aquazura of the world as well as for Adidas. So she has that kind of best of both uh, world's expertise too. And so f- when it comes to our heels, um, you know, one liner would be, you know, it looks like a classic pointed toe stiletto, but it feels like a sneaker or a tennis shoe. And Ooh. that's because uh, thanks to Dr. Clark, we were able to um, fix the weight distribution in heels. So instead of putting most of our body weight in the front, mm-hmm. uh she's actually able to put strategic cushioning on the inside so it shifts her weight back and when you step into our heels it feels very stable feels as if you're wearing flats oh my god and then (laughs) and if that's not good enough uh, on top of that uh jeff and sarah brought in some uh sneaker making techniques so we uh added 
very stretchy material uh, lined with very soft lambskin leather. Uh, and so it's very breathable, very flexible. You don't necessarily need to break into our shoe uh, oh. because it has sort of a similar flexibility as a sneaker. Uh, and the third thing is we are very intentional about sizing inclusivity uh, and not only because it's important for fashion overall, uh, but also because when it comes to like a close toe pump, a lot of people have issues fitting into them because they're so narrow. Yes. Uh, so we actually have uh, four different width options from narrow, medium, wide to extra wide. And um, because we work with a very... Uh, flexible um, kind of custom uh, custom shoe factory they're also able to make shoe sizes from size 4 through 12 so it kind of wow. solves a lot of issues uh, with fit as well wow so if we could just dive into really quickly yeah. uh, more about the width because I know mm -hmm. a lot of people and especially with heels um, we go a size up when we see yep. that they're too narrow but then yes. that makes the shoe too, too long for you. Yeah. Yep. So exactly. how does one understand the width um, mm -hmm. in trying to purchase one of your shoes? Like how would they yeah. know what their size is? Yeah. That's a great question. So we actually made it very easy uh, by putting an online fit finder quiz on our website. What? And we're constantly optimizing it because we're collecting all the data. But initially it was really, we did a ton of uh, smaller group tests, uh, you know, focus groups and a lot of fit tests to figure out you know, how to build this kind of fit predictor. And essentially you answer 10 questions. We will ask you things like, what do you typically wear? Do you have bunions? You know, do you tend to size up? Uh, and things like that. And it helps us give you a recommendation for what your size is. So for example, if you say, uh, I usually wear a seven and a half, um, but you know, I always find that they are a little bit loose and on top of that, I have a bunion, then we might have you try our uh, seven watt because we think that you're probably sizing up in order to get the width. But our goal is to find your perfect fit both in length and width. Wow, that's amazing and so awesome. And I don't think I've heard of a shoe um, that does that. Like that's incredible. Yeah, so interestingly, I recently read a comment on our um, one of our Instagram posts. People were saying that, you know, finally a shoe brand is recognizing that a lot of women have wider foot in the front and narrow heel. Uh, and that's something that we kept hearing when we were developing this product and just talking to women. We kept hearing that and that's why we decided to add this, you know, sizing and width options. And again, it's a little bit unbelievable that, you know, a lot of brands don't do that, but they really should um, just by you know, just listen to your customers and then this is what they want. Right. Because I think like we're seeing more clothing lines and even in the makeup industry, right? We're seeing mm -hmm. more tones and makeup. We're seeing yeah. more sizes and clothing. So it only makes sense that shoes are, are sort of the next frontier where people are yeah. being more innovative and inclusive of everyone because 
no two feet are the same. <laughs> exactly. Not even your own exactly. feet. <laughs> yeah, I have. We've made um, shoes of two different sizes for for some customers too, and that's something that we don't advertise on the site yet, but. We've had that happen, uh, and again, because our factory is so flexible, we're able to provide that option. Uh, and you know, just the the reactions we get from customers who are like, "You can do that!" Uh, it's very satisfying. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like my older sister, she'll probably kill me for saying this, but I love you, Loretta. Um, she's <laughs> one of those people, and she actually just recently had a bunion surgery. And mm. so she actually, yeah, so she had them removed off of one of her feet, but she would always buy like two different, she would always try to like swap out a shoe for a different size. Um, yeah. And, and like she became friends with the people at Saks and like at uh, Nordstrom's or whatever. So they would like be willing because they knew another lady somewhere else that wanted mm-hmm. to do the same thing with sort of like the opposite shoe. So it kind of worked out. But like most stores don't do that because they can't sell the yeah. other the other pairs. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think we were, um, it were we were intentional in building something that's very sustainable. So our, our supply chain allows us to carry uh, very little and minimal inventory because we can turn things around very quickly um, and they don't necessarily have volume minimum. But as a result, we are also able to offer more options, more sizes, and we can customize two different sizes per foot without you know, bankrupting the business. And I Yay. think that's the issue for a lot of brands, you know, not necessarily that they don't want to do it, but because the way their business structure is set up, they can't do it. Um, so that's, I think that's just something that um, hopefully more brands uh, are moving towards that direction because I think it's a win-win for business and customers. I agree. I agree. So where can people like go to a store and try on shoes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm uh, very happy that New York is opening back up. Um, we, uh, yeah, because during COVID, we kept, uh, you're trying to figure out how, how do people uh, meet us in person again? When can we do that? Uh, so if you're in New York, uh, you can either come to schedule an in-person fitting. Uh, we You can go on our website and you can schedule it there. We do in-person fitting uh, at this uh, women, uh, I guess, women's community collaboration hub called Luminary. It's uh, on 29th Street and Broadway. And uh, you can also go to our boutique partner, Nora Gardner. She's on 58th and Madison. Um, she also has amazing uh, functional dress for professional women. So it's a great collaboration with us. Uh, if you're not in New York, we actually recently launched a uh, essentially at-home fitting experience. So uh, that's one of the things that COVID really, uh, I guess, helped us in a, in a weird way yeah. uh, is, you know, people still want to try on shoes, but we can't come to them anymore. They can't come to us. So we decided to launch uh, this Fitbox. So you uh, still fill out a quick questionnaire, tell us about your size and color offerings. And depending on what we have and what we think your size will be, our fitting team will curate one to two pairs of shoes for you to try on before you buy. 
And so that's like essentially we're trying to create this fitting room experience at your home, which I think it's actually... I think going to be a trend for for a lot of brands, um, but that's that's our remote virtual fitting room for you. I love it, and I think you should go ahead and patent that too, all before other companies oh, take that. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, yeah, good. Idea. So nobody steal this. If you heard it here, she has intellectual <gasps> part, property and has a trademark pending. Boom, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> So, Samantha, what what are like the colors that people can buy? Because I know like people like mm-hmm. think like, oh, it's probably just like black and nude, you know, when, when it's like um, sort of like those specialty shoes. And, and, and mm-hmm. it's not that right. This isn't right. like I, I forgot the name of the store when it's like they're comfortable heels, but they're not cute. Do you know what store I'm talking about? Oh, um, I think there is. Yeah, I know. I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I don't want to say because it doesn't yeah. matter because yours is not that. So, like, you guys mm-hmm. have an expansive color palette. We do. Yeah, I'd love to know more yes. about that. So we ha- we launched with, uh, like you said, the the classic black uh, leather and suede. We call it the little black heel because it's you know your essential. Uh, fashion item and then we launched our nude collection we actually launched with five different shades of nude um, because uh, actually it's different for everyone (laughs) nude is different for everybody and interesting story our founding team we are all a different shade of nude so it was a no-brainer for us that you know if we are going to wear we can't wear the same shade of nude (laughs) so we have uh, that collection both in leather and suede um, and and then we also have uh, some very fun colors. So uh, our some of our popular colors are uh, like our, we call it the gutsy garnet suede, which Ooh. is this beautiful red suede, uh, a little bit on the darker side. Uh, we have a uh, leopard hair calf, which is great for the fall. Um, and we also have a bridal collection, uh, which, you know, it's so important for for brides to be comfortable standing all day mm-hmm. um, and dancing as well. <laughs> so um, we have those. And I'm actually seeing a lot of demand for our our bridal, both the white and some of our glittery, shimmery colors. Yes. Um, that, yeah, I think a lot of people are doing micro weddings these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's been, a, you know, very popular uh, color recently. Um, what else? We we also launched um, two new, new strap styles this year. Ooh. So there's a removable ankle strap, uh, super versatile. So essentially two in one and then a very classic Mary Jane. Uh, and oh. that also helps with, um, uh, like I said, some people have you know, bunions, but they have very thin heels and sometimes you just need that extra support so mm-hmm. your feet don't come up, uh, come out of the shoe. So the straps are very good for that. Oh, amazing. I'm just like in awe and I cannot wait to try on a pair because they are so awesome. I went on the website um, and took the test and everything. And I was like, wow, they asked some amazing questions. Like, what brands do you normally wear? Mm-hmm. Um, what is your colors? Like, what size do you size up? So everything we talked about, like, essentially is right there on the website. And it's really, really fun, actually, to fill out the yeah. form. I like it. It's very innovative. Oh, thank you. Yay. 
Hey. So Samantha, how can everyone connect to you and actually purchase shoes and follow you? Yeah, so you can go on to our website. It's ally.nyc. And our Instagram handle is allyshoes. So um, yeah, just you can follow us. We have some very exciting new styles coming this um you know, in about like one to two months. So uh, definitely stay tuned for that. Yes, stay tuned. I cannot wait. So Samantha, we want to say thank you so much for joining us today. I mean, I can't wait until your new styles come out because we got to bring you back and just talk more about shoes because uh, I love shoes so much. Oh, yeah. We have to get you a pair. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. Shoes make, <laughs> make me happy. And I, I love seeing people just feel great and confident and beautiful in them oh yeah you're just such an amazing person thanks for being so amazing (laughs) oh thanks for chatting with me renee yeah so before we go what's Mm -hmm. your favorite rosé yeah so i love pinot noir uh Mm -hmm. from burgundy and so my favorite rosé actually is came from Pinot Noir uh, in the Burgundy region. Uh, so it's from this region called Marcinet. And um, I love uh, this estate called Bruno Claire. So I think it's just, it's really nice. You know, rosé are like bright and fresh, but because it came from Pinot Noir, it's a little bit spicy. Um, so it's just a very fun one to drink. Yes. Well, we're going to try it out. So thanks for that recommendation. Yes, I, I'm definitely going to look on, online right now for it because it sounds good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Samantha, again, thank you so much. We are so, 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 so thankful for you joining us today. And I know our listeners are going to be excited to go to your website and start following you guys uh, because, you know, nice heels are great, but nice heels that are comfortable are even better. <laughs> thank you so much. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, Renee. Thanks so much, Samantha. That was such a great interview. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, you're going to hear from Lauren of Curvy Betty Wines. Pew, pew, pew. Hey there, friends. It's Renee. And today you're in for a special treat. She is Black Girl Magic reincarnated into sort of the, you know, uh, Sojourner Truth, if you will, making ways for those coming behind her in an entrepreneurship position and wine industry. She's amazing. She's smart. She's in Atlanta, Georgia. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, the owner of Curvy Betty Wines, Lauren Lamar. (laughs) Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. And thank you for joining us today. I mean, there was a lot of adjectives going through my mind because like you're doing something so innovative, creative, not cheap (laughs) to invest in a business. And it's like awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I I do appreciate it. Yeah. So how did you get started uh, in the wine industry and creating your own wine? Well, getting started in the wine industry has, you know, it's a rocky road starting off. Um, But I started off pretty much buying wine, being a wine connoisseur, always drinking different types of wines, whether it's domestic or imported, whether it's sweet or a little bit bitter. 
I'm always just trying different types of wines and a huge fan of just collecting wine in general. So it kind of started for me as like a little bit of a hobby. And I didn't even think it was going to blow up into a business. And then I realized that there was such a market for it. It's a billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why, why, why not? Why not start my own brand that of quality wine that people will love and enjoy and enjoy the great tasting quality? Yes. Yeah. And it's it's so beautiful. Like the bottles, like I saw you on Instagram and that's how I learned about you and connected with you there. <laughs> so thank you for being kind. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. like, who's Kirby Betty? How did you, how did you even come up with that name? It's so like cute because like my mom's name is Betty. So I was like, yes. <laughs> well, I actually got the name from those women in my family. It all, it inspired me. My grandmother used to say, Kirby Betty, like as I would walk uh, walk by, like, oh, Kirby Betty. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. It's like a little nickname. Yeah, like a little nickname. So, you know, everybody in my family would just call me that. So I kind of just came up with the name and I was like, why not? You know, in the era of, you know, Kirby, voluptuous, sexy women, Lizzo. Mm-hmm. So I thought that it was very, very fitting and, you know, fitting for me and for the brand. Yeah. And speaking of the brand, um, I just love the branding you've done. So how did you come up with sort of like that brand management and, you know, the color scheme and all of that as well behind Curvy Betty? (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, it's been all, you know, just creativity um, throughout my mind. I love, you know, the soft pinks for, you know, my logo and, coming up with my logo I wanted it to kind of appeal to everybody um so it's not just one specific looking type of woman it's you know just a woman and a dress it's very general everybody can kind of relate to it and you know and feel beautiful yes um, yes you know and they do because I love it <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you thank you no and so I I just have a whole bunch of... Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) I have a whole bunch of just different types of wines. I mean, I started with the Cabernet Sauvignon, and then I went to Sauvignon Blanc and Val Policella and the Italian Sangiovese and the coffee-flavored dessert wine. So I have a different type of wine that appeals to every type of person. You know, some people like a more dry taste. Some people like a little bit more structured and oaky. And, you know, I tried to create that, you know, for everybody. Yes, definitely. And it and it seems like the having the different variations of wines also, you know, addresses all the many palettes there are in the wine world. So that's super yes. awesome, too. Yes, absolutely. Now, you're out of Atlanta, Georgia. I know personally, I've never fought. I mean, I, I've heard every region has a wine, but I'm like, <laughs> ah, it's Georgia. You know, you got peaches. Um, so how did you, you know, get this, you know, ball rolling in, in Georgia, you know, which is considerably a very hard regional market? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm originally from Philadelphia, too. So, ah. uh, coming down, yeah, so coming down here, you know, barely two years ago, you know, I had to learn, you know, the area and everything that it has to offer. Um, but it's very fortunate that, you know, I wanted to uh, make my design from a vineyard. But then I, you know, was sold on money, a college student. 
I have to figure out a more creative way to be able to make wine and get people to enjoy the wine with making it from kits. And you know, I, I make my wine from kits, so I use the great puree and the puree juice to do the fermenting, stabilizing, and the gassing process. I make my own labels, I purchase my own bottles, and I come up with the flavor and it's ready to go. Wow, that's a lot that you do. So how large is, or is your team a team of you? Like, I mean, cause I'm here for that, but like, girl, that's a lot. <laughs> yes, right now it is, it is myself, but also I do have some individuals who go out and you know travel and make the wine drops for me. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I am delivering uh, locally in Georgia. And I also, I ship worldwide um, for my apparel. I'm working on my Curvy Betty wine apparel now. So I am able to ship worldwide for that, which Ooh. is great. Yes. So what's the apparel? Like what, what items do you have? I'm like interested yeah. here. Yes, right now I have the Wine Life shirt and I'm working on a Wine Life hoodie and, um, you know, Wine Life pens and hats and things like that, that people would like. Also, you know, um, wine openers and things like that, you know, just so that everybody can enjoy Curvy Betty wines, even if they can't get the actual wine. They can still enjoy, they can still support and be a part of the great team. I love it. I love that. Yes. Be a part of the Curvy Betty team. Everybody ain't able, but you are able to wear the apparel. (laughs) Exactly. Yep. So what were you doing before you got into the wine industry? So before I got into the wine industry, I was uh, pursuing my master's. I actually just graduated in May. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, So I wanted to be a director in education. um, But, you know, now that, you know, Curvy Betty Wines is really just just taking off. It's doing a lot better than what I expected. So I'm planning to do this business, you know, full throttle and continue to give it my all. Yes. And I mean, you are just an inspiration. Um, being a person that was going to go into education. And I mean, to be honest, you're still educating people about something. It's just a little alcohol content. (laughs) Just a little alcohol with it. Yeah, just a little (laughs) drink with it. So while entering this industry, you know, a a lot of people I've talked to, whether it's in Napa Valley, I talked to some people in San Tropez. um, Oh, nice. Yeah, they, they mentioned that like diversity is not really a thing like it's not diverse what are sort of like your experiences as you know a black woman in this industry yeah well coming down here it was very sad like I felt like there wasn't enough awareness of black winemakers and I did hear about you know other you know nationalities having you know wine Mm -hmm. and I, I didn't really get to hear about you know, the, the black winemakers or the black sommeliers or women in wine. And it was really helpful going to the city winery event and being a part of the women in wine event there because then I got to meet other women that are in the business as well. 
And also throughout my journey, I've just connected and I've, I've spoken with other women of color. And it's been great talking to them and, you know, hearing about them, their, you know, struggles and the kind of things that they do to um, continue their business and, and make it great. So, yeah. Well, it's good but- to know that, like, there is some sort of uh, recognition that you all have in this industry mm-hmm. and that people, and especially like I've seen lately, you know, all these lists of like black winemakers and stuff. So it's really good okay. to see that. Um, and I know I've seen Curvy Betty on a few of those. So I'm glad to see, you know, people are like, yes, girl, yes. <laughs> yes. No, it's definitely great that that they're putting, they're starting to put it out there. And, you know, now people are getting hit to, okay, there are, you know, people of color in this industry and, you know, we're making a staple here as well. Yeah, definitely. And some of the best wine is made by Black women, I have to admit. I'm going to go ahead and, as a Black woman, I can say it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Gotta support my sisters. I love it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. So how can people connect with you um, that are one outside of Georgia that want to get some merch or, mm-hmm. you know, they're in Georgia and want to try your wine. Yeah, definitely. Um, you can definitely follow me on Instagram. I'm always, you know, running different types of promotions and specials and everything. Um, you can follow me on Curvy at, at Curvy Betty Wine. And you can also look at my website, which is curvybettywines.com. And then I'm on Facebook as well. So. Yes, you are on all the social media. <laughs> yes. I'm on I'm on all the social media and I, I try to make it so that people can easily connect with me. I'm a very very personable person. You know, I will respond to your your messages and your DMs and I make sure that making a point to talk to everybody. Yes, that I come she does. Yes. I can attest to that as a person who hopped in the DMs. She was very, <laughs> very, very, very kind and courteous and responded in a timely fashion. <laughs> Which I appreciate so much. I know because like, thank you. You know, it's it's hard, you know, getting to know different people within the industry, being on the podcast, you know, like sort of interview journalism side versus, <laughs> you know, those who are like additionally, you know, uh, winemaker. So I appreciate, you know, your support and, and trusting like who I was <laughs> and speaking of to course. me. Yes, absolutely. You have such a great company, great podcast, hearing great things. So I'm excited, you know, just to be even be here. Oh, thanks. That's that's what I'm talking about. Black Girl Magic. <laughs> yeah. <I love> <laughs> So if someone's in Georgia, how would they, you know, because you're not in stores currently, right? Right, right. I'm currently not in stores. Hopefully soon I'll be on the shelves. That is my dream. Yes. Uh, on the shelves someday. That would be great so that everybody can try and take part in Curvy Betty Magic. Yes, we're here for that. So in the interim, basically, how do how do you uh, connect with people who make an order, and where do people make that order? Right, you can make the order on the website perfybettywines.com. All you have to do is put the wine in your cart, and me or somebody from my team will deliver it out to you, and you'll get it within three days. Wow, like door to door service. 
Door to door service. You cannot, like, you don't have to walk out to get a little tipsy or to try this delicious wine. You literally go to your computer and you wait patiently in your finest garments and you then <laughs> pop it open and say, Thank you, Kirby Betty. We love you. <laughs> that's it. That's it. And, you know, especially with COVID going on, I mean, not a lot of people want to leave their house and it's, it's great. Con- contactless, is that even a word? Without contact. Yes. Delivery. Yes. Contactless delivery does happen, guys. So you can even walk out in your robe and no one will be waiting for you and you can pick up your Kirby Betty wine and drink it in your robe very comfortably. We appreciate that. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm so excited and I can't wait to come to Georgia and meet you and taste this wine. Um, I want to know too, you know, I asked this question to everyone who's on our show. What Mm -hmm. is your favorite rosé? Hmm. I know, I know. There's so many, not enough time. There's so many. Um, my favorite thus far, I just got hit to Wifey Rose. Yes, they're coming on in a couple weeks. So yay. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Wifey Rose is, is is very good. It has a fruit forward flavor, rich in flavor, sparkling taste. Um I really like it. Of course, I'm biased. Harvey Betty Wines is, you know, the best. Yes. But, but I do enjoy Wifey Rosé. Yes. Well, I'll make sure that I connect you guys, yes. too. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And they're, they're also another Black Girl Magic wine company. So that's super awesome. Yes. Ab- absolutely. And Divine Wines is really good as well. And and like and like sangrias, if you're interested in sangrias, they're pretty good as well. I feel like yeah. we have to do another episode about sangria with you. <laughs> oh, yeah, <gasps> yeah. We'll do a sangria episode. Well, Lauren, I am just so thankful and appreciative of your time. Uh, we're, we're so delighted that you joined us today. And we cannot wait until you are on shelves across the world because we're going to just sing Black Girl Magic. And purchase your wine. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm waiting for that day. I can't wait. Well, we're going to make it a national holiday when it happens. So don't worry. <laughs> uh, I'm for it. Yes. Well, thank you again so much for joining us. Absolutely. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thanks so much, Lauren, for such a great interview and amazing watch. We also want to thank Samantha so much for joining us today. And both our guests are so exciting and amazing. So don't forget to follow them, subscribe, purchase, shoes, and wine, because we love both. Pew, pew. Want to also thank Bartender Ben, all of our amazing, 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 amazing fans and friends. Without you, we would not be here. Don't forget... Tune in next week. Follow, like, subscribe here at the Rose Hour Podcast. Pew, pew. See you next Wednesday. All of the-